Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people at Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Friday Night Freak Show has begun as the NBA Finals have been extended. An all-time classic, and the term classic is tossed around far too loosely in today's uh, culture. But tonight's basketball game truthfully was an all-time uh, classic. 111-108 final score. Jimmy Butler puts on one of the all-time NBA final performances, one for the ages, literally and figuratively. It was LeBron James and Jimmy Butler going back and forth, but when it was all said and done, it was the Miami Heat who were victorious. Jimmy Butler drops 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. For the record, his prop was 40 and a half. And uh, for the record, we had it. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James stepped up late, took over the basketball game. Uh, LeBron James was 15 to 21 from the field, 6 and 9 uh, from three-point land. Lit, lit it up all night long like Snoop Dogg, lighting up the blunts on the back of a tour bus. Uh, but it wasn't enough. His 40 points uh, weren't enough. Anthony Davis uh, got injured, although he played. Uh, after he wasn't the same and uh, we've got a series on our hands and we also have a basketball game on Sunday night we're going to break it down Steve Merrill steps up and in Tony Finn steps up and in Uh, we got a point spread for this game we have the lowest number of the series as the Los Angeles Lakers now lay five uh, points on Sunday night Lakers open up as five point favorites against uh, the Miami Heat uh, at FanDuel Um, so listen if you you're a guy Let's put it this way. If you're like a front runner, if you're like a Yankee fan and a Laker fan, and I'm looking at our main man, Kevin Walsh, uh, here, not a good night uh, here. The little guys get it done as the Tampa Bay Rays knock off the New York uh, Yankees. Tampa survives. Series goes uh, five games. Uh, intense stuff uh, this evening across uh, the board. And it was all about uh, the underdogs tonight as Georgia Tech uh, won outright as well. Um, so if you're laying it down on the dogs, the dogs were not just uh, barking, but they were biting and they were drawing blood. The Miami Heat have drawn blood and Jimmy Butler uh, believes that the Lakers are in trouble for real. We've got a series. We're breaking it down. Oh, yeah. It's also football Friday. We'll hit the college uh, card, we'll hit the NFL card. We're hitting it all. Friday Night Free Show has begun. It's just sports rage. And your rage. Bring it.
vsin.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all in a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. This is Portridge Late Night. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, kicking it old school uh, style. I know our guest that uh, steps up and in had to be a fan of the show, and I've been watching it a lot recently because everything modern sucks. Um, that's the name of a show. Great right there. Um, forget about modern family. Everything modern sucks. Um, so I've already ran through every WKRP episode in the last uh, couple of months, and um, now I'm in, a, uh, I'm in a binge. I don't do Netflix, and it's funny because I have free Netflix included in my condo, I haven't turned it on in like three weeks. I watched a special on the mob uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Other than that, like Netflix blows. Like I don't know how Netflix got to be as big as they they are. I really don't. Like it's terrible. It's like I don't know what people pay for. Like I would never pay for that. I get it included in my condo, but Netflix sucks. So I've been reduced to watching old episodes of Barney Miller on YouTube. And uh, man, there's some, it's just such a great show. Every episode is quality. It's all good. The characters are great. The writing's great. The jokes are great. And uh, Steve, of course, one of the cops is a hardcore gambler. And it's funny, like when you're a kid, you know, yeah, there's the references and stuff, but you don't realize that like almost every episode, there's like these great gambling <laughs> references. And that one, when he rolls in, hey, lunch on me, everybody. I'm rich. I won the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. I laid it all down on a hockey game. I won that. I love when you go, how much did you win? 116 bucks. <laughs> great stuff. But this was in the 70s, uh, of course. But great show, Barney Miller. And that's a great clip right there. we got a great guest, Steve Merrill. What's up, Steve? It's funny, Gabe. You know, when I got four TV channels growing up as a kid, um, probably the only two shows I did not watch that were always on were Barney Miller and All in the Family and, and MASH. I was never a big MASH fan, even though everyone else loves it. But yeah, Barney Miller is one of the few shows that I really didn't watch a lot of. But um, I remember some episodes. Um, WKRP, they're one of my all-time favorites, by the way. 
So what what were you watching? So you didn't so you didn't like the serious shows. You weren't down with Mash. What were you watching? The Dukes of Hazard? <laughs> well, Mash was a Mash was kind of a comedy. Oh yeah, Dukes. I mean, Dukes of Hazard and Chips are probably my two favorites all time. And A Team. Those are probably Chips. my three favorites. Yeah, yeah, I read ever. you well, right? I love I love the A Team too. I love the yeah. I was in the Chips. Was awesome. I was Actually, I found some late night on. I was big into the A-Team. It's a good finish of the week. And now one of the uh, like retro channels we get on cable here on Sunday nights, like at one in the morning, they play chips for like three hours straight. So like after all the NFL and football is done for the weekend, it's a great time to start looking ahead to next week and have a little bit of a breather, get a little chips. There was an episode the other night. I'm watching Barney Miller. It's like whoever the writer was, like obviously knew, like it was pretty hardcore, man. As like he's on the phone and he's at his desk and and he's like, come on, man. What do you mean you don't have a number for the Alcorn State game? And he's like, he's trying to bet on I Alcorn start watching State. That. <laughs> yeah, no, and he's like Alcorn State versus McNeese. And Barney goes to him, you're betting on what? Alcorn State? He goes, I think you got a problem. And he starts explaining, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's a big rivalry. It's like there's so many, like every episode. And you know what's funny, too? Because, you know, we like to play little gambling clips on the show. And WKRP as well, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of gambling references uh, in that show, <laughs> too. Yeah. So, you know, gambling was just so, you know, it, it's always been in the culture, even though it was always sort of. It's funny how it was illegal even back then, Steve, but it was such and such popular culture. Even like mainstream sitcoms had like point spread jokes and stuff. Yeah, and and it was always Vegas, you know, and it was always legal in Vegas, right? For the last 50, 60 years, it's been legal in Vegas, but evil in the other 49 states until the last couple <laughs> of years. That's the irony, irony and hypocrisy at the level that we've never seen before, probably. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood that. Like the United States means, like the intercommerce law means everyone's bound by the same law. I don't really understand. I've never understood that, but whatever. It's a lot of things, Steve. I don't. I don't get the minute you cross the Nevada border, you're no longer a bad person if you bet on sports, right? But the minute you cross the border, you're evil. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's very. um, Like I said, it's always been baffling. Oh well, especially look at New York and New Jersey. You know, New Jersey's like making billions. (laughs) Like they're taking billions of bets, except like New York isn't. And it's crazy. Like if you look. All the bets, like the mobile stuff, they did a piece in the New York Times and they showed all like the little red dots of where people were betting from. And basically, Steve, it was like literally just as on the other side as they could get. It's pretty crazy. Like um, like people in New York, there's a way to bet. It's one one stop to New Jersey. It'll cost you like eight bucks. All right. Four bucks each way. <laughs> so you get you get on. You get on at Penn uh, at Penn Station, and um, you go to Secaucus, New Jersey. It's the first stop, and people, what they'll do, Steve, it's pretty crazy. People will literally, the second you're in Jersey, you're on the train, you start placing your bets on, on the mobile device, right? And you get off, you bet on the platform, and you take the next train back. That's what a lot of some people will do, except they were pretty smart. They had like a... Um, they always had like a little bar in the train station there in Secaucus, New Jersey, but they caught on like uh, entrepreneurship, Steve, at its finest. They caught on that people were coming there to bet. So they basically turned like the, they made a sports bar, bro, in a train station, right? <laughs> it's packed, Steve. 
And it's all New Yorkers because it's the first train stop in New Jersey. And you get off. It's like, oh, the game's on. All right, maybe let's have a beer here, right? You hang out and like it turned into a big thing. Our boy Corey Parson used to go hang out at that bar all the time. That's one way. The other way is you go through the Lincoln Tunnel and you get on the other side and you bet you go back through the Lincoln Tunnel. The other one is you take the ferry across the water. Uh, but basically, they just showed, Steve, and it was like, it was like, you know, tens of thousands of people and bets coming in right on the water side of New Jersey, which showed it was all New Yorkers. So when people talk about what a great, like, you know, look at Cuomo and how great he is at press conferences and stuff, the guy's literally letting billions of dollars float to the other side of the water, Steve. He ain't no genius, trust me. Yeah, I was going to say, not too many of these guys graduated at the top of their class. I think the average, um, wasn't the average makeup of like a CEO for these corporate 500 companies or like a C student and fraternity president. I'm being dead serious. That's like the average CEO right. of a major corporation in this world is C-plus student and president of their fraternity. And that's kind of probably a politician as well. No, you're exactly you're exactly right. Because I know, you know, like we you think Trump was a great student. I mean, there's accusations that he paid people to take his exams. And I I wouldn't be I wouldn't like think those accusations would be crazy talk either. But I know because Ronald Reagan, great line uh, from Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Steve, C student, C student. And um, and somebody said, you know, Mr. President, great uh, you person. know, yeah, if you had like sort of a flaw, I guess it's, you know, you know, you were a C student. And as he was president, he said to the interviewer, he goes, yeah, I just can't imagine what I would have become if I was a better student. <laughs> like, or he got the biggest job <laughs> in the world, right? He's had yeah, some of the greatest like, lines ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, I actually joke, had he heard that one. That's going to have to go on my list. Yeah, he said it jokingly, yeah. right? He goes, well, he, he I was, can't imagine what I would have accomplished huh, if I would have been a better student. Like, yeah. <laughs> Reagan's a perfect example, though, and like, and Trump. I'll tell you, say what you will about Trump. He's got street smarts. I think we'd agree with that. Oh yes. you know, and yes. He, yes. you know, he's a brawler. And, and Reagan had street smarts. And I've always right. said that about these A plus students. They never leave a cubicle because they can't look you in the face and have a conversation. They're book smart, you know, but the problem is they can't interact with people. And there's something about street smarts, and that's why I got like these old school bookies. You know, half of them probably didn't finish high school, but they were unbelievably smart. They knew odds, even though they weren't good at math. They knew odds. They knew money. And uh, the old school bookies are actually a really good example of that as well. Uh, you know, there's another great line. I forget it was the it was the the um, it was the catcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates years ago. Somebody uh, said to him, "You know, you make more money than the president of the United States uh, does." He said, "I'm having a better the year than him." <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget who said it. It was like, it was from like, the, I think it was like the Jimmy Carter era. It was like the late 70s, early 80s, whatever that was. Yeah, but I'm a better, better year than you. All right, Morrison Carroll on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports Rage Late Night continues the Friday Night Freak Show. I am Marenzi. It's got that that, uh, feeling in the air uh, tonight. And sirens going on uh, all day. Saw a crazy, uh, crazy raid uh, this evening, uh, like three SUVs, like tinted windows right out of a movie type of deal. Uh, basically cut a taxi off. Taxi pulled up to the light. I'm on the corner and I sort of, you know, it's a pretty uneventful area normally. And, uh, you know, besides for like crazy homeless people. But um, I sort of out of the corner of my eye, I was like, something's about to happen. And boom, like it's sort of... And, you know, like, man, like, 12 dudes, man. It was right out of a movie. Like, 12 dudes, like, jump out of these SUVs, tinted windows, all with assault weapons, all covered up and stuff. And uh, they, they, there was a girl and a dude in the backseat of a taxi. And um, they ripped the guy out. They grabbed the girl and stuff. And, uh, and uh, they searched the taxi. They let the taxi guy go after. But uh, they seemed to, uh, to they, they got the guy. I don't know what he did what the deal was, but it wasn't a normal arrest. I'll tell you that much. Um, I actually snapped a picture of it at the time, but I once uh, filmed the cop shooting somebody, uh, Steve, and um, gave the footage to the uh, local news. It was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. So now I mind my own business. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you we, start a riot. Yeah. We, we, we were, we learned, uh, we learned our lesson. Ah, it was crazy. Like, uh, yeah, we saw this this guy. It was nuts. Like I, I could go on and on, like you said, for the book, Steve. But of course, like by chance, saying, this is going to be in the book. Which chapter? There's a guy. To? There's a guy with a machete, and he's on the street and stuff, and he's like a sword, and he's not really like trying to hit people, but he is like threatening people, and he's in the middle of the road, and he's swinging the machete at like passing cars and stuff like that, and the cop showed up and basically shot him, <laughs> and. <laughs> So the thing is, there were a lot of people on the street, right? And the, 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 the cop that shot him started shooting. It was like literally her second day on the street. She was like right out of the academy. And, man, she started spraying bullets. So bullets were like bouncing around everywhere and stuff. So, of course, whatever, man, we started filming it. Like I right away, we're like, oh, look, this is going to turn into something. And it did. And it was a big brouhaha, man. Like, the cops are about to shoot him. My buddy in the window's like, don't shoot the guy. And my buddy goes out. They're like, go back inside. It turned into a thing. Then they ended up shooting the guy. And um, we tried to sell it to the news. 
for like money. We tried, we tried to sell it to the news, but they didn't want to give us, uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't want to give us money uh, for it. So we gave them a little, um, we gave them a little, a uh, little clip. The thing is, I was a talk show host, Steve, right? So I was on the news. They're like, local sports show host Gabriel Morancy uh, was a witness of like this thing. <laughs> Oh, it was the worst thing we ever did, bro. Like, man, my door knocked every day for like a week, bro, after that. It wasn't good. Like, uh, it wasn't good. Like, I, I actually went to lunch with the special investigations unit. Like, you know, like the internal, like when investigating the cops, I actually went to lunch with the guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got interviewed like 12 times, bro. It was like the worst thing. It's like, I saw, I learned my lesson. But then a couple of months after, we get contacted by the guy that got shot. And um, it's his attorneys and he's trying to sue the cops and he wants us to testify for him that like the cops were reckless in shooting him. We're like, you want us to go testify like against the police in court? What are you nuts? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it was like, that's, that's not happening. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. See, I've learned my lesson. I, I, you know what? I'm a magnet for craziness, Steve. Like I'm telling you, like. Don't walk down the street with me because, like, within 10, 15, like, seconds, something weird will happen, like, around us. I'm a magnet for chaos. <laughs> I'm a magnet for chaos. You know what I mean? It's better if I just stay inside. <laughs> it's better better if I just I just stay inside. All right, uh, Steve. So we've got a series on our hands here. We'll, we'll be able to stay inside on Sunday night. We've got NBA basketball. NBA finals continue. And what a classic tonight. Jimmy Butler, 35 points. LeBron James, 40 points. These guys were throwing haymakers, man, for the last couple of minutes of this game. It was just like one, like, oh, my God. No, he didn't. Like, in the words of Jack, but I can't believe what I just saw. It was just one after another. Jimmy Butler and then LeBron and LeBron and Butler going back and forth. But then, you know, LeBron at the end of the game, as great as he is, he does this. I don't want to say, oh, Jordan wouldn't do that, but, dude, you have the ball. It's not, you know, people are ripping Danny Green. It's not Danny Green's shot there, Steve. The Lakers aren't paying Danny Green to hit a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? He's just there. Uh, Morris, same thing. It's like LeBron has the ball. He kills the time, and he puts himself in a bad spot, and then he's got to cough it up. He does this all the time, and it was a perfect spot for him, just icing on the cake to win the championship with a game-winning sequence tonight, and he passed it up again, Steve. He does this all the time. Yeah. We, we talked about it actually today on Wager Talk TV. You're going to have Tony on later, and uh, Tony and I and Rob Vino, Teddy Covers, Ski Prophet, we, we talked Rob about Vino. this. And Ski's, by the way, a huge Laker fan. He's from L.A. And um, we keep saying Jordan's a better guy than LeBron for that reason. It looks like LeBron doesn't necessarily always want the ball. And, you know, he took all those bad – Long three-pointers late in the game four, you know, just bricking them off the backboard. And some of the guys today were saying that's because he doesn't want to drive and have to go to the foul line. I mean, there's a lot of theories about it. Um, but he's definitely uh, starting to give Jordan more credit as the best player ever, maybe. And um, well, Steve, it was a masterpiece from LeBron tonight. It, out. it was a masterpiece, though. I mean, the guy was amazing yeah, no, tonight, I mean, but it's just that last little – it's like I was thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, this works out perfectly for you, bro. You're down one point. It's not, you know what I mean? You're up 3-1. This is the classic. You're playing with house money. Go for the kill, LeBron. I don't know if you watched the last dance, guys, but for people that did, when Jordan hit the game-winning shot against the Jazz, and they talked, the, the bull right. player said, they said, yeah, the year before, Jordan passed the ball. 
and he's a team guy, but he's not passing the ball again, (laughs) right? Remember Dennis Rodman said, I looked the other way. He goes, I just knew. And like Rodman told a story. He goes, no one was going to get the ball. He goes, I knew. Everyone knew. No one's touching the ball here. It's Jordan time. And to me, that's, that's, that's LeBron time right there, Steve. He has nine seconds left, bro. You're down by one. You're playing with house money. You're up 3-1 in the series. Go and dunk it. Take it to the line. Hit a shot. Don't dribble it into the corner and then, like, kind of lethargically pass it out. Come on, Steve. I agree. You know, I've always said the way you judge the greatest is you have to compare them within their era. Like, I don't compare Jordan to LeBron. I compare how they each dominated in their era, and they're both pretty comparable. I mean, they both are the greatest we've ever seen in recent history, although Wilt obviously dom- – Chamberlain dominated more than anybody in history. They changed rules. He had 100 points. I mean, so that's a different discussion. But, yeah, disappointed to see him not finish it off. That would have been the icing on the cake for his legacy, third title with three different teams. Um, by the way, though, we got to talk about the updated odds here. I just tweeted this out about two minutes ago as we were talking. So going in, as you know, as a seven-point dog, they had about a 26% chance of winning straight up tonight. That gave them a 2% chance to win all three games in a row. So it was about 50-1. to one. They now are about a five-point dog in game six, the Heat. So they have about a 34% chance because the odds are dropping now. So the odds of them winning the next two games is 11%. We're talking about more realistic now, Gabe, and – it's funny because you got to bring this up with Tony here in the next hour. Tony and Ski both said 0%. They both said they'd give me 1,000 to 1 today. And um, I said, well, I'll take 1,000 to 1. I don't think the Heat are coming back, but they had a chance. And now all we of a sudden, everyone the thinks night, they have right? a chance. So it's funny how things switch. Yeah. And what was it, Steve? I was saying, ah, what was the number? What, what, what was I squawking? And you said it should be 50 to 1. Was it 18 to 1? Right. It was 18 to 1. Yeah. It was about so twenty-two now, to one, and the Lakers were like one to sixty. But 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 here's what's crazy, Gabe. Today, this evening, you could get the Lakers at one to fifty. I even saw them at one to forty at one book. So those odds went down a little bit. So the true odds are more than two percent, probably three or four percent tonight. Um, but now FanDuel has numbers out: Lakers minus, minus nine fifty, Heat plus six forty, yeah, plus six forty, and so uh, the middle there is about eleven percent. And those are the true odds because. Yeah. So let me ask you then, because, you know, series futures in these series prices can often be kind of traps in the sense that if you're going to flip the money line, you can make more money. So look, the the Miami Heat, Steve, are what? Plus 175, plus 176, right? So uh, plus 176. Right. Um, they would be the same in game seven, right? In the same area is plus 176 and plus right. 176 rolling over. Does that add up to the plus 640? Because plus 640 to win two games seems like a decent no, no, proposal. The, it is. It's a great question, Gabe, because right now, if you bet 170, okay, you bet 100 bucks, right? You'd, you'd, have yeah. to, you'd roll 276 into the next game, correct? 276 sure, yeah. times 1.76 is 486. 486, not even close. So... Yeah, you get a much better return on that series price. So even though it looks because if small, they win, you yeah, would even have though to flip. Yeah, six forty looks really small. Yeah, no, exactly right. Right. Like you, you yeah. put. So it's think crazy. About it, guys, yeah. exactly. But here's yeah, the big thing: the odds plus six forty. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, wow, because the money line it doesn't add up. So guys, yeah, if you think the Miami can come back plus six forty to win two games, pretty damn good odds, actually. I think. Sorry, Steve, go on. No, but here's the thing, though, Gabe. That's with them as a five. They're a five-point dog now. They were a seven, seven-and-a-half-point dog and almost three-to-one on the money line tonight in the last game. 
then it's like a 12 to one payoff. You see, so you're exactly right about the line shift. I mean, this is a two, two and a half point adjustment from game five to six. So the question is, which line was more accurate, seven and a half or five going forward? And that really tells you a tremendous amount about what the series price should be. Right now, suddenly, it's amazing how things change. But now, suddenly, Miami look like the better team. And what's up with AD's ankle moving forward? <laughs> exactly. What's up with AD and moving yep. forward? We'll hit this. I want to get some college football as well. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk, Pro Sports Info in the house. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. Going to down Steve Merrill. Tony Finn's going to step up and in from Las Vegas, Nevada a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we'll get Tony's thoughts on the NBA Finals. Uh, Major League uh, Baseball playoffs. We're down to the Final Four officially right now. Um, we got NFL. We got college football. Big game. Uh, Miami and Clemson. A lot of stuff uh, to get to uh, this evening. We're kicking it uh, with Steve Merrill uh, right now. Uh, our Midtown Manhattan in the pit. We've been informed. Uh, we've got a caller uh, on hold, which always scares me because we didn't give the phone number out. <laughs> you know, Steve, that's always at uh, yeah, 2020. 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's on our, it's on the graphics, it's on the page. But all right, it's it's Friday night, so we'll we'll take the plunge. So uh, we got Steve Merrill with us. It's always risky going to the phone line, Steve. It's like Krusty the Cloud says, uh, "Go to the audience, oh boy." <laughs> He goes, there's an episode of Simpson in Krusty's earpiece. They tell him, go to the audience, Krusty. Yeah, and he, he mutters, oh, this is always death. <laughs> he goes, oh. so let's bring in. I don't know if this dude wants to step up and say Jordan's the best. Hey, we weren't saying he wasn't. Uh, Kevin in Chicago. Do we have Kevin in Chicago? Yeah, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Hey, hey, was. What's up, guys? Yeah, we got you, Kevin. How you doing? What's up, Kevin? We're doing good. How you doing, bro? You all right? Um... Pretty good, man. I just got to say, this Miami Heat team, it looks like they're just winging it out there. They're, they're missing their starting point guard, Goran Dragic, and I don't think people realize how important he was and how what an underrated player he is. seems like I've been watching them all season, and when they needed a basket, when they needed to settle down, he would always get them a good shot. He's got such a um, variety of offensive ability, whether he's driving kick, mid-range jump yeah. shots, he could attack the rim, make it crazy shots around the basket, and this Miami Heat team without him, it's just been Jimmy Butler willing his way to victory. It's been Duncan Robinson doing what he does, is hitting crazy threes, somehow extending this game to us, uh, this series to game six, but it's crazy hey, to see. Uh, I agree with you guys. None was two for 11 the other night, but he he hit a couple of big shots tonight, right? At, I'm with you, bro. Listen, 
I bet on Gordon Dragic. Um, his props were 18 and a half points scored against Boston in every game. Out of the seven, uh, was it six games, excuse me, he went over four times. And like you said, he's great at dictating. Like, he can slow things down. If there's a, the other team's going on a run, Dragic can get it to the rack. He can hit a big three. It's a real shame that he, you know, he's unable to play. Jimmy Butler brought it up after the game, and he goes, man, we know seven wants to get back. I almost think, Kevin, that he was almost hinting that Dragic might be back. Why would he bring it up? He goes, man, you know, I wish we had seven here. And he's sort of like, I don't know. I sort of took that. I don't know, man. I think Dragic might be back or at least try to be back. But it's crazy. You think, I think we could. Listen, Miami are in this right now. AD's got to step it up, too. What? Who's going to win, Kevin? Are you, you think, can Miami pull off the comeback all the way? I'm pulling for Miami today. I think they could. I think they could. I think the Lakers are just, they, you got to shut down AD. If, if you can limit AD, when he gets going and making that mid-range jump shot, it's over. You, you don't stand a chance. If you can live with Local LeBron Chicago hitting threes on you. AD, a point yeah, guard in Chicago. He, right? Look, a kid. Anthony Davis is a difference maker. Yeah, you're right, but Absolutely. he's not 100%. He's just dumb. He's a monster. He's He's not. He's a monster athletically, a big, but he's a little a soft. Deal. He's a little soft. But thanks, thanks for the call, uh, Kevin. Um, and, you know, AD. We'll see about AD's health here. That's the thing. Kevin brings up a good point. It's true. The Miami Heat, Steve. They play like street ball, bro. Like they just they. You know what I mean? They just man up. They play defense. They compete. Eric Spolster is a great coach, and they they play like their leader, Jimmy Butler, with a lot of heart, Steve. Yeah, I mean, Gabe, let's look at the whole five games overall here. The Heat are up big early in game one, give up that lead, lose two and a half of their star players because Butler got injured too, don't forget, in game one. So they lose like two and a half of their starting five and get blown out. Game two, they're short two starters. Abayo doesn't play at all. It's first game without Drogic, so having to adjust on just maybe, you know, what was it, one day's rest basically for that game. And they land still on the closing point spread and actually cover in some spots, losing by just 10. Then they come out in game three, win outright as a dog. Butler has a triple-double. Game four, you know, we talked about the Tyler Hero meaningless three. By the way, got to ask Tony about that. Tony said on the show today he thought it was a classless shot that this should have started a fight. Teddy and I thoroughly disagreed. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, it bothered me because I had the damn Lakers. But, I mean, as far as taking the shot, I didn't think twice about him taking it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. Um, but bring that up with Tony. It'll be a good discussion. But, um. So, I mean, you know, the, the Heat were covering most of that game. So, even though it was a bad beat, technically, I didn't feel like I really deserved to have the Lakers cover. He could have won that game. And now they come out tonight and they win the game. And, you know, Adebayo's getting healthier by the moment. Drogic well, made it look like the better back. team right He almost now. dressed, actually, for game four. Right. And, and they still have another day off. And then they're going to have another day off after that for a game seven. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's if you look at it from big picture – you know, I know they still don't have Dragic. It is what it is. But the Lakers really have not been that much of a better team overall. And, you know, LeBron can't play much better than he did as well. That's another thing where it's like, man, yeah, we just beat double. them. Le- yeah, I mean, yeah, LeBron just did everything he can do, and we still beat him. That's got to give him a little confidence as well. AD's got to step up. AD, like, and he can, yeah. but he's got to be mentally tougher and physically tougher. He's so good, but he's just got to be a little bit tougher. But you know, Miami, they're, they're getting stronger right now, moving forward. And like I said, I don't think Butler would have brought up uh, Dragic after the game unless unless he kind of knew something. Why would he bring that up? You know what I mean? He goes, yeah, well, you know, 
He said, uh, it'd be really nice to have number seven out here. He goes, who knows? <laughs> right? And like, when he dropped that, I'm like, damn, I think Dragic is probably going to be out there on Sunday night when Butler just dropped that. Um, so, hey, I'm looking forward to Sunday. And it's crazy, Steve, because with this, we all went into the series excited. Wow, it's going to be a great series, Miami and Lakers. Then, after the injuries, it was like, oh, God. And then the ratings tank for game two. And people are like, oh, oh yeah, just get it over with. People were like people talking about a Lakers sweep, Steve, right? Oh, it's done. It's over with. And here we are now, the anticipation is going to be massive going into Sunday night, and the ratings will be very big on Sunday night. Yeah, and I think the fact that the Heat didn't allow the sweep to happen, and you could also say the fact the Lakers allowed the non-sweep to happen as well in Game 3, it works both ways, should also tell you that the Heat are still in this series, you know, because any other team probably would have been swept in that situation and, you know, I said triple-double. Le- Le- LeBron only had seven assists tonight, but the triple-double I meant actually was Butler again. You know, he once again did it. He did it in game three, as I mentioned. He was one assist away from game four the other night from having a triple-double, and he got another one tonight. Six-to-one odds on it tonight. Six-to-one odds to it the other night. Um, he's really outperforming, and that's why they're still in this series. You know, the question is, can he continue to do that? I think it's going to be tough for two more games, but it definitely is not impossible. You know, I had I bet on Jimmy Butler tonight over 40 and a half uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Over 40 and a half. He had that at like the eight minute mark in the third quarter. So he finished with 35 points, 11, so wow. that 11 assists up to 46, and then 12 rebounds, 58. So the number was 40 and a half. He finished with 58 combined. Um, that That's how good he was tonight. That's like a great barometer. Uh, you know what's crazy though? Only a plus minus, plus five. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, plus minus, uh, plus right. five. Uh, there's our boy Robinson, a plus seven again, Steve. Right? There's our boy Robinson. Yeah, Duncan. Seven. LeBron was a plus seven. And you know, you know what's crazy? Everyone's ripping Danny Green on Twitter right now because he missed the three. Danny Green had the best plus minus of the game, plus 12. Here, here's something, though, Gabe. Danny Green, eight points. No other, only three Lakers had more than eight points. Caldwell Pope had 16, and of course, LeBron and Davis. Only three Lakers had more than eight points. How about the Miami Heat? They had six players with double digits tonight. Yeah. And nobody else Well, look scored. at this, Steve. Yeah, and how about this? that's not counting Drogic. So that's right, one of the Kyle, reasons they're in this game is because they have so many weapons still that can get it done. Kyle Kuzma, three for 10, scored seven points, played 22 minutes, 0 for 4 from three, a plus minus minus 17. Uh, Rajon Rondo, who's everyone's been talking about, one for seven from the field, 18 minutes, scored four points. In 18 minutes, he managed to be a plus-minus, minus 14, which means they were outscored by 14 points when he yeah, was Mark on the Jackson floor. Mark Jackson was singing his praises. And right before halftime, Gabe, Mark Jackson was singing his praises about one of the smartest players out there, perhaps one of the smartest players in playoff history. That's what he said about Rondo. I mean, he is so overrated right now. It's not even funny. There's a reason why he is scrapping for 18 minutes right now in the finals. Yeah, and he ended up four points, minus 13. So we'll see if he has a chip on his shoulder. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. All right, Steve, we got a little bit of time left here. Let's jump into uh, the college football. The Texas A&M uh, Florida Gator number has been bouncing around. And thanks to Kevin for the phone call uh, in Chicago. It was a good call, actually, Steve. We're always weary. Friday night free show, you know, it was, it was. we've been going to get some drunk people. It was a solid call. So you're welcome, <laughs> you're welcome back, uh, Kevin. 
844 those, those other calls are actually even more entertaining, so it can work both ways. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's funny? What's funny is that I got a caller calling in now, and every time I answer the phone, you know, it doesn't say anything. And now uh, I've been hanging up on him all night, man. He's been so calling you, you, in so, since the yeah, show. You are dealing with freaks, so there's freaks and normal people. It's, yeah, that's like a normal Friday night work for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they making me work today, buddy. Yeah, Yang is yeah. filtering the freaks for us. He's doing us a favor. He's filtering them. Doing a good job, exactly. Exactly. Tell. It's doing important doing a good. Doing a, it's important the freaks know job. there is a filter there, otherwise you'd get overwhelmed. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the Florida Gators, I think I saw it at six and a half earlier in the week. Then I saw it. It was four and a half tonight. I was on the air earlier. I saw the four and now I'm seeing five and a half against Texas A&M. Uh, let's, let's go rapid fire through some of these college football games. What do you make of that uh, line movement bouncing around right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the weather was ever supposed to hit here, but of course, the Delta Hurricane Delta is uh, coming right through the the Gulf again, and um, it's affecting the Ole Miss Alabama game the most, I guess. You know, also the Saints maybe, but maybe that was part of this game being an A and M Texas game. You know, maybe they thought there could be some weather issues. Doesn't look like there will be, I don't think. Um, big takeaway for me, obviously, is that um, Florida's really good offensively, and they've been pretty solid defensively. Uh, A&M just has not played well offensively yet. They only scored 17 against Vanderbilt, despite being a 31-point favorite. Um, they did put up 24 against Bama, but they gave up 52, of course. I uh, just don't know if A&M's offense is at that level yet. You know, I think Florida Gators are for real. I think they are a top four or five playoff caliber football team uh, this year. Uh, Florida-Georgia is going to be a big-time uh, game uh, later on in the year. I like. Uh, I think the Florida Gators get it done there. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, big-time game here, Steve. And as bad as things have been for the Oklahoma Sooners uh, this year, they can stop there. They can stop the bleeding by beating their arch rivals, right? They can beat their – they beat the Texas Longhorns. Life will be okay in Norman for a week, and they can pick up the pieces from there. They lose this game, and whatever. It's going to be a long year uh, there. Oklahoma beating them for the last five years. Uh, but they, you know, they also had Kyler Murray. They also had Jalen Hurts. They also had Baker Mayfield, etc. What do you make of this game? I like the over. It's gone up a bit. It was 72 and a half, 73 yeah. and a half now. Yeah, and uh, Tex- and Oklahoma is uh, now a solid um, three point favorite, I believe. Last I checked, so that's actually gone up a little bit, surprisingly. Even though Texas is the higher ranked team, has looked probably better overall. You know, we talked about this game earlier in the week. You got to like the over. It's the only way to play. It's a big number, but for good reason. 38 35 is the projected score, and I could definitely see it getting there. All right, we'll uh, squeeze in a couple more college football games with Steve Merrill on the other side. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bet your rage, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. We've got a couple of more minutes uh, with Steve Merrill and uh, one of Steve's boys. Uh, our guys, Tony Finn, steps up and in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, two and a half right now at FanDuel. Total, 73 and a half. Uh, big game, obviously, the biggest game of the day. You have Alabama and Mississippi. Uh, but that Clemson-Miami game, just quick on this, Steve. Uh, let's blast through them rapid fire here. Tennessee and Georgia. The Tennessee Volunteers quietly have an eight-game win streak going on, uh, dating back to last year. 
Uh, what's your take on this game with them, uh, with, with George? I think they can hang around here getting double-digit points. Yeah, I actually had a best bet on Georgia last Saturday against Auburn, an easy 27-6 winner, but they got out to that quick early start, you know, really kind of took their foot off the gas. Um, over 200 yards rushing and passing. There was a lot of question about the Georgia quarterback situation. It looked good last week. Just not sure it's as good as everyone thinks right now. I think that might have been more of a case of Auburn just not being a very good team. Tennessee, meanwhile, offensively, as you said, 66 points in two games looks pretty legit. Uh, we got the Miami Miami and Clemson uh, game, and there's been some movement uh, here in this one up to 15 and a half right now. So the point spread is going up, but the total is coming down. The total is at 60 and a half right now, but it's 15 and a half. I'm starting to believe the Clemson are going to blow them out, uh, Steve. What's your take on this one? Yeah, Gabe, we talked about this one earlier in the week. Remember, and it had dropped below two touchdowns. It was like 12 and a half or 13, I think, on Tuesday night. Now it's back above 14, that key number. So it looks like a reverse line move here. And as I'd mentioned before, you know, laying less than two touchdowns, in hindsight, we're going to probably look back later in the year and be like, yeah. boy, Clemson against any ACC team laying less than two touchdowns is worth a look. I guess some people felt that way. It's now 15 and a half. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky's laying two and a half to Mississippi State. Mississippi State with the big upset against LSU in week one. Then they lose outright. And their offense stumbles against Arkansas. Ain't that uh, ain't that the way in college all the time. But Kentucky hasn't won a football game yet, uh, Steve. Feels like a good spot for Kentucky to get in the win column. we got about 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, Kentucky hasn't forced a turnover yet in either game. Mississippi State has turned the ball over eight times in the first two games, so it'll be very interesting to see if Kentucky can take advantage. Um, yeah, LSU was just in a terrible spot in game one. I think we're going to end up seeing that's what it was. Mississippi State, not that great. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, Wager Talk, bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.